Welcome to On the Bench. I am Josh Newberg of Knowles 24-7, and I'll kind of be hosting this thing today. I do have Brandon Sinone sitting next to me, but his neighbor is slowly grinding a stump in the yard next to him. So Brandon might be in and out, but right now I got you, right, Brandon? Yeah, all, all my neighbors are bored and don't know what to do with themselves. So it's just been constant yard work and butchering trees and and really ruining the hawk sex that I've been accustomed to Easy. watching. Uh, so so mute your mic as needed. Um, we got a we got a special guest today. So if you've been listening to the podcast chronologically over the past few weeks, we've been doing a series of shows that Brendan named Meet the Beat. <laughs> I've got to be careful when I say that. It's called Meet the Beat. And it's where we bring it on a different member of the FSU beat for a more in-depth conversation of their time covering FSU, kind of how they got there, why they do what they do, some backstories. It's been fun. We've had on so far Jeff Cameron, uh, Tim Lenefelt of Seminoles.com, and Tom D'Angelo of the Palm Beach Post. Today, we have a very special guest. While he may not be credentialed by the FSU <laughs> program, Jesus. Dude. He is credentialed in our hearts from the Rollcast podcast, which can be found on the Big Three Roll Network. We have the host and founder Trey Roll, and Trey, welcome to the show. Oh, Josh, what a thank you so much. That was like that was like introducing the '97 Bolts right there, man. That was that was solid. So yes, um, I have no idea how I made it into this series. I appreciate it. Obviously, we're we're scraping the bottom of the barrel when it comes to the FSU beat because you've gotten to me uh, because I run a podcast called the Rollcast, which is slightly more enjoyable than listening to your neighbors uh, grind up a tree stump. <laughs> no, some now some people do feel that way about you, but I do not. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you're on our show. But one of the things we've done on this pod is kind of um, also talk about the media's role in all of this. And I know you're not traditional media in, in, in that sense, but you do you you do take up a lane of what of this market. And, and I think your lane is you you communicate with the common fan. Um, you are the common fan, which is what we're going to get into. But. Well, let's get into it now. How did the Rollcast even come about? How did you, Trey Rowan, out in Iowa? I don't even know what city of Iowa, but you're just in Iowa. It it, it works better that way. Very, very few people know where the state is located anyway. They don't even know if it's the corn or the potato people. So Iowa's fine. I'm an hour so south of How did you become a podcaster that, that a good chunk of the Florida State fan base listens to on a weekly basis? always surprised by the, the chunk and it's growing bigger and it's always, it's very more fervent every day. But, um, I've always been a fan of like the medium. I've always been a fan of, um, I've always been a fan of like talk radio. I could, I guess you could say I've always surprised, surprised my favorite broadcasters, Howard Stern. Mm -hmm. I love everything that Howard does. Um, I really like how the guys like the metamorphosis that he's had is like a like, maybe the best interviewer that's out there. So I've always been interested in the medium. I got into podcasts themselves, maybe like three years ago. I didn't know it was the thing. So I'd listen to like Joe Rogan. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nerd. So I listen to a lot of like pro wrestling stuff. There's a lot of good pro wrestling podcasts, but then there's also this like corner of like Florida state. So once I started getting into the Florida state podcasting scene, that's when I listened to your podcast. That's when I listened to the Noel cast. That's when I listened to like the big three roll up. 
and I, I'm still shocked, and it's even it's even more so now than what it used to be. Is just the volume of coverage that the Florida State market gets. It's just the fans are either conditioned or more open to getting their news via like the podcast format. So it was really, it was really open. So my wife knows she sees me like listening, like I have the earbuds in when I'm mowing the yard and she's always like, what are you listening to now? You, you dork. And I, oh, <laughs> Josh Newberg. <laughs> so she saw me listening to like, and yeah, that, that's how I talk at home. So she'd see me listen to podcasts all the time and she didn't get it. She thinks it's the most boring thing in the entire world. So literally for Christmas, uh, God, uh, two years ago now, I think she just like surprised me with a microphone, just, just a big old microphone hooked up to the desk. And she was like, go for it. So it was like a random, a random night in January. (laughs) So random night in January, I just started recording and that was it. Um, and I guess I didn't even think about it before, but I've always, my family was in the radio business. I didn't even really? think about it. Yeah. I didn't even think about it until I got on the pod. Cause it never, my dad was a DJ. My family used to own like radio stations. So, uh, Jacksonville WQIK, that country station, my family owned for a little bit. And then, uh, WHKR in, uh, Brevard County, another, another country station. So my dad was always like, he was the morning disc jockey, right? It was like, yeah, Bubba and Val in the morning. Let's play the newest one by Keith Whitley, <laughs> you know, like, so like radio was always around and I didn't even realize it till I started doing the podcasting for a while. My dad's like, you know, like, this is what I used to do for like the first half of your life. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, no dad, I was 10 and I was fat and then PlayStation one came out. So that's all I did. So I didn't have any concept of my surroundings, but yeah, bro, long story short, I just wanted to, the wife got me a present, but I wanted to come up with something that I'd never heard before for the Florida state market. Right. Because like you said, it, it looking at the market, it's gotta be intimidating seeing on the bench, seeing war chant, seeing no cast, you know, it, that's yeah. to me, we were all kind of established when you started. So I think it, that's why it was interesting to see like how you knew where to kind of stick your toe in the water at. It's a good, it, it's funny because it was intimidating. If I thought that anybody outside of my immediate family would like <laughs> give a shit and actually listen, um, I had no, I didn't think anybody would care. I thought I would just like be rambling into the ether. Right? right. So there was no, so there was pressure and then there was none. Now I will say that even though I expected like five people to listen to it, I still said, there's so many guys that are better than me at this. They're always going to be better than me. They're going to be more sourced, well-informed. I kind of came up with a value proposition for my podcast. I go, what can I do differently that's going to make people listen to mine in addition to the ones that you guys have, instead of just regurgitating and being like a worse, less polished, like Noel cast or less polished on the bench right. or, you know exactly. what I mean? So then I did, you're just spinning your tires. It, it'd be yeah. hard to have be a less polished version of on the bench in all fairness, <laughs> yeah. a, a version of on the bench where the host apologizes a little bit less <laughs> for the sound quality. But, uh, no. So I did, I did honestly think like, okay, so how am I going to make a difference? So obviously I, I, I talk differently. The, the content is like more mature. Uh, I try to come up with segments. I try, I, I, I leaned very hard towards the entertainment lane. Cause that, that represents me more 
honestly anyway. That's kind of how I am. And yeah. I, I can't believe it took off. <laughs> right. And it, it did take off. But at its core, tell the people, like, what type of FSU fan are you? Uh, psychotic, like passionate, like um, screaming at the TV, throwing things. And I try to I don't I bring that energy like I bring a lot of energy to the podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't bring all of the energy that I'm the type of FSU fan that would rather watch the games by myself because I'm embarrassed of my actions around other people. Like, so, I, so the pod in a way is like you maturing and in, in a way it's like your therapy for Florida state football. Yes. Instead of doing these things in the moment, now you have a platform to, to talk through them psychotically, <laughs> yeah. Psych- yeah. psychotically. Yeah. The emphasis on the, on the psychosis. Um, yeah, because I'm embarrassed to show myself in public, I'm going to get on a, I'm going to get on the internet and talk to it about in front of multiple thousands of people. But I've been, I, I live in Iowa now. I grew up in Florida. I was a Florida state fan my entire life. My whole other family Gator fans. So I grew up, everybody was a Gator fan. I was a Seminole cause my dad was a Seminole. He went to Florida state. My whole family went to UF. I went to FSU. I got into both, but I went to FSU instead. That pissed off my grandma for like three months. She was like <laughs> having your grandma disappointed in you, like legitimately. She wanted me to write a letter to the University of Florida admissions board, like apologizing for not getting in like and saying no, like saying <laughs> thanks, like, but hey. no thanks. Yeah, because she thought you're going to burn bridges like a grandma, like 20,000 people apply to school like every year. It's fine. Like, I, I don't want to go. It's no big deal. So been a fan my entire life, went to school from Florida State 2007 to 2011 and it's just, it's been the most constant like sports relationship that I've had. So even though I'm, I'm with the corn people up North, man, this is, <laughs> this is a lifetime of FSU fandom, like spewing out into the airwaves. Every time I talk, how do you feel about the, the window of, of time that you pick to do a podcast in Florida state history? Oh, entertaining, but awful. <laughs> it's so, I, and you people have like, cause I started Willie Taggart's second off season. I didn't even start like the fun cave on Thibodeau, like <laughs> 50,000 people at the spring game, swag, surfy fun times. I started after his first full season, like that January. So if you ever want to listen to a man <laughs> just slowly get broken down and downtrodden and beaten by life started episode one of my podcast and just see (laughs) how like the tone has gotten more dire. So Mm -hmm. I picked a terrible time in terms of the football product in terms of the news and the actual time when I started the podcast, it really hasn't been terrible. Now this, I thought that time was bad. (laughs) This is so much worse. You guys get a test, dude. But um, we're yeah, inter- we're we're interviewing you. Yes, you don't have to tell us how how oh, late things oh, are. Oh, well, thanks, Brendan. I think you probably uh, I hear a wood chipper in the background. You can probably mute your microphone. <laughs> um, let, but as far as like that, that timing wasn't great with the with the way the football was going. But I think the timing of when I started the podcast, I feel like I was one of the first non non-established like FSU podcast, right? Like I was one of the first, but there there was like a wave of 
kind of fan podcast afterwards. So I, yeah, I think, think there's I, five I, different unconquered podcasts. Yeah, and they're there. all good. I love them all. They're, they all do a really good job. So I don't know if mine had an effect on that or not. Like, Hey, this idiot can do it. I'm when, less dumb than you, he is. When did you notice? Cause it's, it's always kind of interesting when anything starts kind of grassroots and then gets traction. When was the moment that your show kind of gained popularity in the FSU market? Fairly quickly. So the first, the first one, everybody wanted to listen to because they want to see what your voice sounds like from your like, Oh, that's the, that's the guy who like will tweet Hulk Hogan, like dropping a leg on like Willie Taggart or something. Like I want to see what his voice sounds like. And then they go, Oh, your voice sounds stupid. I don't ever want to listen again. So by like episode four, it, really started to like take off. And then after that, and everybody in the, in the, I guess you called the FSU, like Twitter or social media space was pretty, was pretty, um, welcoming. And they, everybody hates you, bro. You know, Josh, they all hate you. Eventually you always become a villain, but, um, everybody was really welcoming. They promoted the show. And then a couple episodes after that, I got Greg Reed on. Greg Reed, we had him talk and then James Wilder. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of, it just kind of snowballed from there with like the guests and the support and everything. And it hasn't really slowed down ever since. So Trey, I, I would contend that taking over a podcast or starting a podcast in a time when things are lean, when the program isn't going in a good direction is probably ideal timing because I know for me, like when I want to listen to something or read something, I want to know why it's going wrong, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that. And, and so having you as the voice of the fan to kind of reiterate, like, this is how I'm feeling. I, mean, I think this is perfect timing for you. And, and really, uh, your voice was unique during a really crappy period of and brief period of the Willie Taggart uh, tenure. Uh, and that's a good point, too. It's funny when a lot of the episodes where you would expect the numbers to be high, like after like a win at Louisville, pale in comparison to like a loss. Yeah. Like Virginia. So it's some of these, a lot of the people that listen, it's like, I know this is going bad. I need some third party confirmation that I'm not a nut job. I need somebody else to tell me that it's going bad. It's, it's like mass, it's mass therapy. It's like therapeutic, like, Oh, there are supposed to be 11 guys on the punt team, not 10. <laughs> oh, what is Alonzo Hampton getting paid for? Let's chat about it. So yeah, it's it, when you're all like in the, in the muck together, when you're in, when you're in just the trenches, when you're in the shit of like bad football, everybody wants to like, it, it fosters some camaraderie, like believe it or not. So a very astute point, Brendan, I appreciate thank, that. Thank you. Even like if we look historically like Jeff Cameron, we had on earlier, like he developed his voice during the Bobby Bowden downfall. Right. And he was one of the mm-hmm. first people to, to really voice that. And then, you know, Bud Elliott and what he did at Tomahawk nation uh, was kind of in that similar time frame a little bit later on, but, but also like talking about the crescendo of Jimbo, like really beefing up. And then when things got bad with Jimbo, that was Bud's voice and his lane too, was explaining why it was going wrong. So I feel like, yeah, you got to capitalize on uh, your niche and, and explain why things are going poorly, which you've, you've done well, but also try, I want to ask you about uh, your ideas of interviews. So you said earlier, like, you know, you may not be as well sourced as Josh or myself mm-hmm. or other people who are, who are doing this daily, you know, in the, the beat, this isn't a full-time job for you, but man, you're, 
the voices you get onto your podcast, in addition to your own, I, I find extremely interesting. Uh, you've you've had different guests on who who I wouldn't have thought to to interview, and and those have been some of your best products. How, how I guess how do you go about like outlining? Okay, I want to talk to this guy. This is interesting to me. Uh, I guess what what is your governor for figuring out who who you should speak with uh, on a on a week to week basis? Uh, a lot of it, and I, pr- I appreciate that. That 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 means a lot because I do put a lot into it. Um, a lot of the governor that I have, it's dictated by um, my availability. Like, who can I get? I'm still not, like I said, I'm still not a a big voice like you guys in terms of platform. But the audience is big enough to where I don't really have to justify it too much anymore, and I can point to the people that have been on my podcast. I can put. Po- point to the former Florida state players, the James Wilders, the Greg Reeds, the Kenny Shaw's I can point to you guys. I, the beat has been extremely, um, has been extremely receptive to the show. I think a lot of guys actually listen to it on their off time, which is crazy. When you talk about Florida state, why would you want to listen to another podcast? So Jeff Cameron, our show fell Corey Clark, both of you guys, Ingram Smith, um, and then some other guys, some outside of the space, uh, like Jason Brown, the coach from Last Chance U. So a- availability, who who I can get on, and I, it's it's not as much of a problem as it used to be because I can get a lot more people on than I used to. Now I don't want to talk to somebody unless they're the same way I think about my podcast. Like, what's the value proposition? Like, what what's in it for you? Why should you listen? Why should I talk to this per? Like, what? what different angle can I take to somebody who's been talked to dozens and dozens of times and get people to like, why do I want to listen to him again? So I do a lot of pre-work for the interviews. I have a lot of open-ended questions. Uh, I try to ask things, uh, not non-traditionally, but I like to, I like to ask questions that are challenging, like thought provoking. I want to know, I don't want to know, like, why do you think Mike Norvell is good? Why is Mike Norvell good? Like, isn't Mike Norvell good? Don't you think? I want to know, hey, what are some things that are concerning? What are some things that we don't know yet? I, I really want to get a full 300, just a 360 degree view around these topics because the listening audience that is technically savvy enough to get into podcasts, they're smart. You have to you have to have some um, reverence for like their intelligence, right? These people they have a finite amount of time and they're sophisticated. So give them something to hear where it's like, oh, I didn't think about it like that. So I put in a lot of pre work. Ideally, what I'd like the show to be, and I don't know if I'll ever if I'll ever get there, but what what I take my um, what I take my style after I already mentioned like a Howard Stern and like a Joe Rogan. I'd love my, my podcast to eventually turn into the Florida state version of the Joe Rogan experience with like slightly less mushrooms <laughs> that, and DNT that, slightly, just a little, a little dab. Never a, li- a little, a little, little here and there. You know, what's funny about Joe Rogan is I admittedly never listened to his podcast before, which I know is blasphemous until like the had, the had the disease uh, expert on recently. Yeah. And I listened to it, and I told Josh next time I, I spoke to him, I'm like, oh, Trey like, does a lot of Joe Rogan-like things. Like, I could tell that that was someone that you uh, respected and, and asked your questions and patterned a lot of your your podcast after what he did. It's funny that you say that, but that after I heard Joe Rogan, I'm like, oh, Trey does a lot of Rogan-esque stuff. It made sense. I like to keep – I, I want to be able to talk to everyone – 
I want to be able to ask open but honest questions. So I don't want I don't want people to feel like they're being judged on the podcast, but I also don't want them to feel I'm going to ask you about anything I want to ask you. Like there's nothing that's going to be off limits. There's really no pre-planning or anything like that. But and I feel once you do that, it gives a more honest representation of what the person is. So I'd like to like I said eventually that's what I'd like it to be. I try to make my interviews a longer form, more conversational style. And I feel that when you do that, the results that you get afterwards. I just had a really good interview with Kurt Weiler from the Tallahassee Democrat on the the latest episode of the podcast. It, it, it's turning into what I want it to be slowly but surely. So my my lack of talent is the thing that's really holding the podcast back. So if I just get better at my job, then I can probably make it a better product. But I'm, I'm happy with the way it's evolving. Trey, before I let you go, we got to ask you, if there was a wrestler out there that would adopt the on-the-bench intro music, who would it be? I hate, I don't like a wrestler named Baron Corbin. So if I could just have him like bopping around to like uh, ska music, it just, <laughs> it would be perfect. Like it would be the, and I'll be honest with you, Brendan. I am. Um, be honest with him. Please. I don't, yes, please I don't, I don't mind. This is yeah, brutally. I don't mind a little bit of ska here and there. I know you're like an Orlando ska, bro. I grew up in Cocoa Beach myself. I know you people like your little horn, your horn pop music. I don't mind it uh, myself. I listen uh, the Expendables. That's that's a brand from Orlando. That's a band from Orlando. They do a little poppy like horn music. I like them. Um, I don't know if the one that you picked for your intro song is good though. So I want, <laughs> I want because I've heard good horn music and I don't know that that's quite it. It's fun. So I want a song that like is catchy. But enrages people. So I want Baron Corbin to have it because I think he sucks and I want people to hate him more. So you're actually you're gonna be helping him out. He'll be a great heel with your with your weirdo trumpet music. Brendan, I feel like you played the trumpet. No. Uh, I did appreciate Trey actually acting out the the trumpet though. <laughs> very inappropriate when he did it two times on the Skype just now. No, that's it's, it's Tim Lenefelt's uh I think we we had that last week. We revealed that that was a Tim Lenefelt jam. That he was in a ska band here in Tallahassee, and that Wait, he was in a ska band. Early times in Cheerwine, he's the uh, the rhythm guitar player for uh, for the band who did that. Yeah. Oh, I take it back. Tim's great. Right. Those guys are all more talented than I am. I feel like. Um, do you have a fedora, Brendan? I feel like you no, own like three to four like, different fedoras. So I really don't even listen to a lot of ska. I just like that that song was catchy. One, two, we we couldn't catchy get to the- who. Dude, people, <laughs> some people really like it and some people really hate it. And that's kind of the point of our podcast, too, is it's not for everyone. Uh, but I do find it interesting that people hate it so much and they continue to listen to not just the podcast, but but even the uh, the interest on it's grown on people. Didn't we have someone, Josh? Was it David? Wasn't it David who uh, David Lake who said that? Mm-hmm. But David, yeah, David Lake said he, he would enjoy like listening, you know, coming it knowing that FSU just had a devastating loss, knowing that it's going to be a, a, a depressing and down <laughs> podcast. <laughs> he's like, at least the intro music. 
<laughs> that's kind of the point, though. It It's either ironic or it's appropriate, one or the other. Brendan, I will say there have been so many random times where I'm just like, I'm going to the I'm going to the fridge and I'm getting like some cheese or something. And I'll be like, ah, <laughs> and I go, what's wrong with you? Like my wife, my wife's horrified. I'm horrified at myself. But mission accomplished. It's in it's it's dug in the brain, bro. It's that, not that going anywhere. Cool. My wife hates the song. She used to like it and find it catchy, and it actually went in and had seen uh, some of the shower beers uh, play when we first started dating. She would watch Tim's band, and she actually liked the song. But I've edited it so many times in front of her for the <laughs> intro and outro of the podcast that she absolutely hates it now. So yeah, again, mission accomplished. Well, there you go, man. Uh, what else well, you guys got? You. I, That's yeah, it, sure. thank you, thank you for considering me. Um, on the beat, who are you guys going to talk to next? Like Red Lightning? Like where do I? Who do I rank in front of in the FSU beat? Oh no, we have uh, we have no. a few more that we want to talk to people who've either covered the team really like recently. Uh, we, we just kind of wanted to break it up. We threw all the names in a hat and pulled them out. We're we're trying to extend this thing <laughs> over a couple weeks. Well, we're trying to trying to mix it up for different voices too, because like we had Seminoles.com, which was you know in house media. We. Uh-huh. Jeff Caraman, who's kind of the voice, I feel like, of like Florida State coverage when it comes to any sort of uh, audio medium. And yeah, we had Tom D'Angelo on. I don't know if you heard that one, Trey. He was but, like, great. Yeah, was, I, I loved all of your interviews so far. I think you guys have done a really good job. And that's another thing, since you guys are so nice to me, I like the way y'all show has evolved. I think it's been great. Um, I do, you guys all have your specific things you do. They all mesh well a nice uh, in a nice gumbo. Uh, does Chris Nee actually hate being on the podcast every episode as much as it sounds like he does? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. It's it's authentic. I love that. He's well, a, it's I, every I think, time, man. Every I th- time. I think what makes a podcast or any kind of uh, source of entertainment interesting is when it, there's authenticity, right? And and Trey, yeah. your personality shows up in your podcast. Jeff Cameron, like when you talk to him off record like it's the same as when you talk to him on the air like it's the same and i think for our podcast like it's our personalities just dialed up a little bit i'm not quite this obnoxious at home but i am still obnoxious i am still insecure uh chris needs still grumpy josh is still kind of spacey and divish like those are all real things but it's just turned up to to 10 on the podcast well, you guys all do a phenomenal job, and I appreciate I appreciate the uh, the time and the opportunity to talk about my little my little my little corner of the Florida State uh, mm-hmm. market that I get to uh, that I get to do. Absolutely, and if you guys want to listen to Trey, you can find him on the Rollcast. That's R O W L C A S T. Good job, Josh. Out. <laughs> and you can get that. You're on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, everywhere. You can get your your podcast, right? Everywhere. Would you where you would care to get a podcast? This sultry, sexy, smooth voice is there waiting for you. Come to the rollcast. And if you want to follow him on Twitter, it's at Trey underscore Roland59. Yeah. I appreciate Always a good follow. You you find a way to relate everything that goes on to some sort of pro pro wrestling move or something. Yeah. I'm just yeah. I'm a I'm a jack of all trades. I'm one of the I'm one of the six people that Josh Newberg follows on Twitter. So wow, what what an honor that is. So that it's great stuff. But uh, yeah, g- give it a listen. It's it's different. Uh, I've I've looked at your board. Some people enjoy it. Some people. <laughs> 
Uh, dude, the funniest thing on your board, right? Um, before we go, great people. I love the people at Knowles 24-7. Somebody was listening to an episode of my podcast where I mentioned that my wife is pregnant with our second child. So one of your nice listeners decided to start a uh, like a forum thread, right? Like, oh, right. congratulations, Trey. You know, because I get on there every now and then. So it was like, yeah, Trey, congratulations, you're having a kid. And then like the fourth comment was like, yo, his, his podcast sucks. Who cares? <laughs> Like oh, okay, or uh, no? They like uh, or they downvoted the thread. Like they right. hate my podcast so much that the thought. Or do they hate that you're having a baby? A second well, baby. Yeah, yeah, I think. That, yeah, like oh man, I don't want this guy spreading his genes throughout the world, just polluting everything. So that was great. So love you, Knowles twenty four seven. Do you think that by coming on this podcast of Meet the Beat that you will now get credentialed? <laughs> Do you think this will, will this will be your credentialing process? I don't know. Maybe you guys can help me with that. That's that's a whole other thing. That it's it's fun to be in the most open, transparent, willing uh, coaching staff, pro- maybe in the entire country, when it comes to media access, to be <laughs> shut out. For no discernible good reason whatsoever, in my opinion. But we we talk about all that sort of fun stuff on the roll cat. Who knows, guys? Maybe this is where we turn the corner, boys. Maybe this is when I become one of the legitimate big dogs. Who knows? I I will say, like I nope. saw. <laughs> maybe, not. I I was gonna say, Trey. Like I saw when that was happening uh, was like a week or two ago. That I know you were not Months. thrilled with it. I saw some other podcasts. Yeah, I know it's been. Uh, so I come through from a very traditional journalism school and then newspaper. I'm Mr. Editor Man. So I guess I would say all that is I understand the skepticism of having someone like that. The credential is power, man. Like that's one of the few things that a that a organization can have over you, right? Because they could always pull the credentials. Right. If they don't like something that you say, or if you're going on there dropping F-bombs, saying this coach sucks or whatever. So without that, like, I just kind of understand that's the nature of the beast. You're not. Uh, okay. Well, go suck up some more Kronk. All right. Okay, Sorry. I appreciate it. <laughs> with that being said, I, I would love to hear a series with you interviewing the coaches because I think that would be Thank fun you. and different than what we would do. But, you know. And you guys deal did with, a you guys did a deal with it. Job. Deal with it, you big baby. <laughs> Maybe this will get you over the hump, Trey. But uh, honestly, uh, I do listen to your show. I enjoy it. I appreciate what you do, and I think there's definitely room for it in this market. And uh, as always, anything well, wait, that I can real, do. Real quick, Josh, you profit off of his show too, correct? If we're being transparent. I mean, profit. That's <laughs> they're a, not. They're you know. n- there's not a lot. There. Trey, I'm a tra- uh, tra- Trey can vouch for how much I'm profiting. Saying it yeah. so humbly, like, oh, I listen to his show. You're on his show. This mutual no. benefit. So we're just being transparent here. No. I, I may have. Josh may have bought those wind chimes in the background <laughs> since the show started. From it, trust me. This is a labor of love, not profit. Right. <laughs> but right. it is. If, I, I'll say my last part, that I'll shut up. I do enjoy Trey's role in the FSU coverage. I think there needs to be a voice like his. I think it's important to have a fan's perspective and someone who isn't tethered with like, Oh, I have to be saying this cause I'm credentialed. Like he just say what he wants to say. He gets interesting guests on. I think it's a great lane that you develop for yourself, Trey, and I'll stop yeah. washing your balls now. Thank you. Well, they're clean. Uh, appreciate it guys. You're the best right. man. I really appreciate the opportunity. You both do an awesome job. All right, Trey. Talk to you later. Thanks. See ya. See ya.
Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.